Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in. And today we're joined by Edie Adams. Edie, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Grayson. Thank you. And Edie's here today uh, to share about Operation Christmas Child, the ministry, her involvement in it, how she got into it, and just what the ministry is and our involvement uh, from the church perspective also. So Edie, just start out telling us how you got involved in Operation Christmas Child. Okay, Grayson. Um, my husband, Walt, and I moved to Shenandoah Valley in 2001, and I'd never heard of Operation Christmas Child until I came here at uh, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And at that time, um, I started packing shoeboxes. So I packed a couple years until uh, friends of ours, Jeff and Melissa Arbogast, invited us to go with them to the Processing Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was around that time that I started learning about opportunities to volunteer with Operation Christmas Child year-round. It was not just packing a shoebox, working at the drop-off location and going to the processing center, but being able to work year-round. And once you go to the processing center, you're sort of drawn in. uh, You just uh, start learning more and more the impact of the shoebox and the ministry. And it was at that time... um, that I decided um, and prayed, and God led me to become a member of the year-round volunteer team. Thank you for sharing that with us, Edie. So you became a year-round volunteer. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. The country is divided up into like 14 different regions, and the region is divided up into different area teams. So we cover uh, specific areas where we can work um, closely with the people in the area, uh, developing relationships. It really is a relationship-based ministry. But we have an area team that's led by an area coordinator, and then we have specific ministry teams under that. We have church relations, and they work specifically with churches, project leaders at churches, um, helping to get churches on board, to providing them resources, to partnering alongside of them, to sharing information, Um, again, partnering. We have community relations, which um, they do the same thing, but with a different audience. And with community relations, we do have um, some partners, some national partners. Mm -hmm. Locally, we work with Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. And we have um, quite a few local businesses Mm -hmm and community groups that come along and support us. We have a student relations team, and this is a fairly new team, and actually students can serve on this team, and they work with um, schools, colleges and universities, uh, student groups, uh, fraternities, sororities, sports Mm -hmm. teams, that type of thing. Then we have a prayer team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prayer is the foundation of the ministry, So our prayer network, um, they work, one, to cover and share the prayer needs from our international partners, our national partners, and our local um, teams. They also get people on board to be our prayer network partners. And these are people that just agree to pray for Operation Christmas Child. And so our prayer network team is, again, building relationships, sharing prayer needs and prayer requests out to our prayer network partners on a monthly basis or more often if needed. Mm -hmm. 
Then we have our um, logistics team, and they're the ones that are really busy in the fall uh, leading up to National Collection Week. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that organize all of the um, millions of shoeboxes that have been donated. And um, we have a real active team. Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene Mm -hmm. is a central drop-off location. So this year we will be having shoeboxes coming in from um, Front Royal, Luray, all the way down to Lexington and Buena Vista over to Bath and Highland Counties. Um, Of course, Augusta, Rockingham, Shenandoah, all those in between. And last year we had 19,066 shoeboxes come through the doors here at First Church of the Nazarene. So we just really work year-round promoting Operation Christmas Child, getting the word out, developing uh, partnerships, doing education, um, and having a lot of fun while we do it. Yeah, yeah, it's always exciting here at the months before Christmas to watch car loads and van loads and truck loads of boxes come in and just to see the sheer joy on people's faces that they were able to have a group of people that brought all of those boxes together and individuals, too, that just come with their cars loaded. They've kind of worked all year at um, finding things at good prices and packing the boxes. And so that's always exciting. And it sounds to me like that you could be involved on any level, like anyone can be involved in exactly. um, in this ministry. So You sure can. You can be a network partner. Uh, you can pray on your own. You can mm-hmm. pack a shoebox. You can volunteer year-round. And one thing I wanted to say when you were talking about people coming in and dropping mm-hmm. off the shoeboxes, there's a ministry on both sides of the shoeboxes. The children that receive the shoeboxes, when they get the tangible gift, which is an expression of the love of Jesus, they hear the story of Jesus. They have an opportunity to go through a 12-week discipleship course. But on this side of the shoebox, we have so many opportunities. When people come in, they're in need, so we're able to pray for them, um, develop relationships. So um, we're impacting our community also. Yes, I've had some really meaningful interactions with folks that brought shoeboxes in um, to the local drop-off center. So that kind of gives us an overall view of... Uh, the shoeboxes and how they're filled, but I would love to hear from you what it's like, because you've had the opportunity to go and to drop boxes off to children. What's it like to be on that side of the shoebox? Oh, it's humbling. It's just just such a wonderful experience. You know before you go on a distribution trip, you know that the shoebox goes and the shoebox does good. And you know the impact on the children, and that is just tremendous. But one of the impacts that I didn't really understand the the depth of was the impact on the national leadership teams and the local churches. Um, Operation Christmas Child works through local churches to coordinate the um, distributions And a lot of these um, ministry teams are just um, tired and beat down and they need encouragement and they have no resources. Um, There's a great um, video now on SamaritansPurse.org about a church plant that came about in Togo because of the shoeboxes. And they talking about how difficult it was, um, but the shoeboxes gave them an opportunity. They were able to reach out to uh, 12 or 14 children, and these children kept bringing more children and more children. So really providing them, one, the resources to reach out to the children and to share Mm -hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also just to give them encouragement. 
when I was in Paraguay, it was actually our last distribution, and we called it the Church in the Sugarcane Field. And basically, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of the sugarcane field had been cleared out. There was like a little metal awning, maybe 10 by 20, mm-hmm. and that was it. So they were meeting out in the field. And we always, when we go, we take um, a couple bags full of supplies for the ministry teams. And it's just things like crayons and paper to color on and tape and glue, just mm-hmm. things like that that they don't have. And we were giving it to uh, Pastor Victor and his ministry team and praying over them. And they were just crying. And they were like, you know, we didn't think we could go on. We were ready just to stop and Mm -hmm. to walk away because we just were so beat down and just discouraged. But just knowing that there are these people that care to to pack the shoebox and that for people like you all to come over here and to care about us and to pray about mm-hmm. us and to encourage us. So um, this shoebox impacts so many people. Um, so you're impacting the ministry team. You're impacting the child. Um, the child, before they get their shoebox, they um, it's like a party atmosphere. Most of these children don't get to go to parties. They get food. Um, they hear the story of Jesus Christ. And part of what Operation Christmas Child does is to train the teachers in these countries um, at the churches to be able to share the gospel. So they share that. Um, So the children are hearing about Jesus, and they're just falling in love with Jesus, and they're calling Jesus their best friend. And then they have the opportunity to participate in The Greatest Journey, which is a 12-week discipleship program. Once they finish this, they have a graduation ceremony with a cap and gown, and They receive their own copy of the New Testament in their own language and like a little diploma. But then these children are out leading their families, their friends, their community to the Lord. And this is powerful. I mean, some of the stories that we hear of the people that these children are leading to the Lord is just amazing. Another thing um, that really impacted me on the distribution trip, we know that God is in every box. You know, one of the things we really stress is praying over the shoe box. And so we know that God is over every box. And we hear story after story about people saying, well, I felt like I needed to put this item in, but I don't understand why, or I don't understand this. But when you're actually there and you're seeing the distribution, you start to really, really see, you believe that God's in every box, but then you start to see that he is in every box and the impact And I remember one day in Paraguay, we had gotten back to the hotel, and we always sort of had a debrief after each of our distributions. And we were sitting there, and we were um, with Marta and Victor Baza, who are members of the national leadership team, and they were with us on all the distributions. And Marta got a phone call, and she came back to the group, and tears were just streaming down her face. And we're like, Marta, what's going on? And she said, the distribution that we did this morning, I just got a call back. There was a nine-year-old boy there that has a disease in his feet, and his feet stay so cold that they're painful. So he can't run, he can't play, he can't go to school, he can't be a normal nine-year-old boy. And all he needed was a pair of socks to keep his feet warm to be a normal child. And his parents couldn't afford that. So he opened his shoebox, and right on top of his shoebox were three pair of socks. This little boy had put on those socks, and they just said you couldn't believe the change and that this little boy knew that God had put those socks in that shoebox for him because that's what he needed. Um, 
I think another thing I noticed in Paraguay, too, was just um, the desperation, and not desperation in a bad way. Parents are so, um, they want their children to be able to have something or to be something. And, you know, a lot of these countries, it's just impossible. Um, a lot of the people in Paraguay live off of the dumps. So they go in and get what they can recycle. So we were at, uh, it was our largest distribution. We were planning on 250 children there. And so it was our afternoon distribution. They called us that morning and said, um, we are having a few more people come. And so the national leadership team checked and they said, okay, we can accommodate these boxes. Well, when we got there, um, they were just, it was a gate around the school, but they just kept letting people in and in and in. And they were afraid, you know, mm-hmm. of it getting out of control. And they had told the teams um, when we first started, they said, if we say leave, you leave then. No questions, no nothing, you leave then. And we were like, ah, that's not going to happen. So we were at this distribution, and um, they did the distribution differently because of the numbers of people. Usually we did the boys and girls together. Well, they separated it, and they did the girls, and then they did the boys. So we were in with the girls, and we were in this room, and we were just jam-packed. And we had the opportunity to sit with the kids and, you know, get into the lesson and singing and the dancing and playing. And I was with this little girl, Carolina, and we were just having a great old time. And I happened to look back over my shoulder at a window, and the window was full of these little girls peeking in. We didn't have enough shoe boxes mm. for these little girls. And that just broke my heart. And, you know, I came back, and what I say now is if you could pack just one more shoebox, mm. one more shoebox. So we got to the part where we were handing out the shoeboxes, and we had all the little girls stand, and when they got a shoebox, we would tell them to sit down because it was so big that was the only way we could control it. So we finished handing out the shoeboxes, and I looked out over the audience, and there were five little girls standing up, and one of them was Carolina. And the look on her face, I was just devastated. We all started praying. We all started praying. The guys went out to check the vans that we were in. They found five shoeboxes on the vans, not just five shoeboxes, five girl shoeboxes for these children. And that is so totally God. Mm -hmm. So then I got to see Carolina's face go from that pure rejection, that devastation to uh, somebody loves me. Mm -hmm. And she got to see that God provided for that. So if you pack shoeboxes, think of those little girls peeking in the window that we didn't have enough shoeboxes for, Mm -hmm. um, and pack another one if you're able, or uh, pray. But we did find out later, because that was a difficult distribution for us Mm -hmm. to be on, that the church was able to pull together the little boys and girls that weren't able to get Mm -hmm. in and put together a little gift and reach out to them. So um, that helped. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I think um, here in America we think that when we go on a mission trip um, that we're going to take Jesus there. And when you get there, you realize he's been there all along. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just proof um, that he is at work everywhere. Uh, the scripture in Isaiah 40, I believe it's 22, that says, I, the Lord, sit enthroned above the circle of the earth Mm -hmm. and see everyone. He says he sees us like grasshoppers, but that's because we move around from here to there. Mm -hmm. If he never loses sight of a grasshopper, how much uh, more does he never lose sight of his children? And that's a picture of that to me that day when he made 
provisions for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he knew every child that was going to be inside yeah. that schoolyard mm-hmm. that day, and that just um, he's so faithful and so good. And yeah, yeah. Well, this is a great organization. Um, I know that uh, you are very passionate about it, and you've helped us as a church to uh, figure out how to best um, wrap our arms around um, the ministry here. And we're still learning. Um, you know, we believe in having partnerships uh, like this, that uh, we don't go out and reinvent the wheel, but we join with people that are already doing the good work um, and taking the gospel out. And this ministry uh, gives us the opportunity um, to be involved on any level, um, like you said, from being a prayer partner to actually going and handing out the boxes. So thank you for sharing that, and thank you for uh, just how you continue to keep this before us. And um, there's a few people now that are here. You're not alone in this journey. Um, I know that Jeff and Melissa have been involved in it for a long time, and more people have partnered. So it is a great opportunity for us this time of the year. I love to have opportunities where we can actually see people face to face and build those relationships. But in times that we can't, I love a ministry like this that we can trust that just everything is going to be used for the glory of God. And so thank you for what you're doing. Edie, uh, just real quickly, um, just share some items that people could pack in a box and things that can't be packed in shoe boxes for those who might not be as familiar with it. And uh, then also I want to ask you about full circle speaker, we call them, that'll be coming next month to our church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Okay, Grayson. There's a great resource uh, for packing shoe boxes on SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. And there are a great, really comprehensive list of what you can pack. You, when you pack a box, you choose between a boy and a girl and an age group, two to four, um, five to nine, and ten to fourteen. So the lists are broken down by that. School items are very, very important. A lot of kids cannot go to school in these countries if they do not have school supplies. So I would say school supplies. We hear the difference about shoes. And you say, well, how do I know what size shoe to pack? God knows. And how do I know what kind of shoe to pack? God knows. But we hear about these children living on dumps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even a pair of flip-flops would help them. Um, If you want to put in a wow item, such as a doll or a soccer ball, and you're like, well, a soccer ball doesn't fit in a box, you deflate it, put a pump, wrap it up, and then in the middle of that you can put in pencils or rulers Mm -hmm. or whatever so you can get more in the shoebox or a stuffed animal. But you want to have a wow item such that when the child opens the box, it's like, wow. Um, Hygiene items are good. Um, Of course, uh, toys. They love toys. I think the 10 to 14-year-olds are sort of more difficult to pack, especially 10 to 14-year-old boys. Um, When you look at the 10 to 14-year age group, once the child passes 14, we don't have the opportunity to reach them. So it's critical for us to reach them before that age. And they're like, well, what do we pack for our 14-year-old boy? A toolkit. A fishing kit. You can take a little pill bottle, make a little fishing kit, and put in there. Um, hammers, tools, different things like that. Girls, sewing kits, um, just different things like that. It's also important to personalize your shoebox gift. You can put in um, a picture of yourself or your group, um, a personal note to the recipient. Mm-hmm. And often you'll hear back 
from the recipient if you include your return address. But they love to have a picture to see who that person yeah. is that loved yeah. them and that packed this shoebox for them. Some of the things uh, to not include, candy and toothpaste are big items, and this just came about a couple years ago. And the reason for this is um, trying to get things through customs. And we don't want to do anything to stop the shoeboxes from getting through customs. So candy and toothpaste have um, expiration dates on them. So that's the reason that we don't do that. So we make sure there's nothing that's going to hang it up through uh, customs. You don't want to put in used or damaged items. I mean, this is the only gift most of these children will get. So give them something new, something in good condition. War-related toys, you don't want to put those in. Um, anything breakable, food or liquids. Um, food, again, could spoil or have expiration dates. Liquids or chocolates or things like that. Chocolate could melt. Liquids mm -hmm. could bust yeah. and not only destroy that shoebox, but leak down and destroy other shoeboxes there. It's also, if you're able to include um, $9 uh, for shipping, and it's not only for shipping, it includes um, all the collection needs of the shoebox, the processing needs. When you go to the processing center, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's huge warehouses that um, just work, and it's all run by volunteers to process the shoeboxes. But it's shipping to over 100 countries, it's training the local churches so they have um, the skills, the resources, and all to share the gospel. It's the ministry partner guide, the resources that we give mm -hmm. out. Um, it's the greatest gift booklets that we give to the children. Mm -hmm. um, so the $9, you say, ah, $9 for shipping, but it's much, much more than that. Yeah. And there's also the opportunity to pay this $9 online and follow your shoebox. Uh, you can do that. You'll get a, a shoebox label with a barcode on it, a scanner, and they're scanned at the processing center. And so um, at a time later, a couple weeks, a month, a couple months, mm -hmm. you'll actually find out where your shoebox went. Wow. That's exciting. Uh, and Grayson, I think you asked about opportunities here at the church. Yes, and uh, also I believe we have a speaker coming mm -hmm. in we October. Do. We do. Um, I'll try to go chronologically with the um, things that are happening. Uh, we're seeing different groups of um, our church get on board. On September 29th, our children are holding a packing party. Mm -hmm. um, if you'd like to donate items to that so mm -hmm. the children have something to pack in the shoeboxes, uh, that would be wonderful and much appreciated. Um, it really is a ministry of children reaching out to children, and children just love packing the shoeboxes. So if you have some extra shoebox supplies or you're out now and those school supplies are on sale, pick up a few and drop extras and drop off. Um, so that's September 29th. On October 20th, we do have a speaker event, um, as Grayson mentioned, a full circle speaker. And these are um, adults now who had received shoeboxes when they're children, and they um, come and just talk about their experience mm -hmm. and what um, the shoebox meant to them and the difference. The shoebox um, not only the shoebox, but the difference that the Lord has made in their lives. So on October 20th at all three of our services, our 9, 10.30, and 11.45 a.m. services, we have Zuri. Um, 
a lady who received a shoebox uh, when she was six years old and she was living in Honduras and she was living in an orphanage there until she was 16. So she will be uh, here with us um, telling us about her journey. So you really don't want to miss that. She's got an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing um, testimony. National Collection Week is uh, November 18th through 25th. And that's when we will be collecting the shoeboxes here. We always need um, volunteers to receive the shoeboxes mm-hmm. and help put them in cartons and getting them ready to ship to the processing center. So that's an opportunity um, to get involved. Our students are having a packing party on September 24th. Again, I know they would appreciate any items that you would like to donate. I always, when I have items left over from packing my shoe boxes, I always bring them and give them to the youth because it's like right around the same time frame. So, um, and they really love having their packing party and packing the shoe boxes. We are planning uh, some trips to the Baltimore Processing Center the end of November and the beginning of December. There'll be the opportunity for two days, one night trip, and then two Saturday trips. Uh, We're waiting now just to hear confirmation of the dates and the times. So um, just be on the lookout for more information on those. And then we're looking forward to uh, 2019 and... um, partnering more with Samaritan's Mm -hmm. Purse and uh, maybe doing some things going on their disaster relief um, efforts and things like that. So um, excited about where we are and where we're going with Samaritan's Purse Mm -hmm. and Operation Christmas Child. Yeah, I'm looking forward just to what God has in store for us in the coming year. And I think that um, it's going to be a great partnership. And Edie, uh, just in closing, uh, just share with us anything about Operation Christmas Child uh, that you haven't mentioned already or that we haven't asked you about already. Okay. In Matthew, God calls us to the Great Commission and spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth and um, an extension of delivering shoebox gifts to the over 100 countries. We're active in uh, a couple other sort of um, special um Activities. One is hard to reach areas, and um, this is where gospel witness, these countries is where gospel witness is restricted. So we distribute specially packed shoeboxes. Um, many of those are, um, the shoeboxes are put together through SamaritansPurse.org, through Build a Shoebox Online, because you really control what goes into the shoeboxes. Uh, but these shoeboxes do provide a way for believers in restricted areas to share the gospel in a culturally sensitive way. Um, And over one million children in these hard-to-reach regions received shoeboxes in 2018. There's also a Pacific Islands initiative. We plan to deliver um, shoebox gifts to 1,000 Pacific Islands in the next four years. In Saipan alone, 70 shoebox gift box distributions have already been held, reaching 12,000 children. And if you look at the uh, Pacific Islands, you'll see that this is a geographic uh, logistical opportunity. We're talking about two islands that they're distributing to now, and it's like 2,000 miles apart, but you got to go by boat. But Franklin Graham says we're reaching these Pacific Island children. Also, unreached people groups. And what I mean when I talk about an unreached people group, these are uh, people where the population um, for Christians is less than uh, 2%. So we're really reaching out to ethnic groups who've never heard of Jesus Christ. 
And in 2018, Operation Christmas Child worked among 107 unreached people groups in 46 countries. And in these countries, more than 86,000 unreached children enrolled in the greatest journey. And churches are being started and churches are being planted where none were before. And um, we are partnering with the seed company, um, which translates projects for these unreached people groups. And in fact, in Namibia, they don't have a written language, this one group. And um, the seed company actually translated parts of the Bible into their language and put it on solar-powered MP3 players. And these children were able to hear the gospel in their own language for the first time ever. Um, and there's also church planning opportunities that come along uh, with these. The shoebox gifts just really open doors. And like I said, the video on SamaritansPurse.org about the church planning in Toga mm-hmm. is a great example about that. So as the outreach events are hosted, the children receive the shoebox gifts and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then they bring people, but you often see people around the borders, their families and everyone just really listening in. So we have the children just leading people to their faith and building up the churches. So churches are being planted. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, Edie, and for sharing about Operation Christmas Child. We've enjoyed having you. Thank you, Grayson. I enjoy being here. And uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. Uh, We pray uh, that today's program has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.